magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, uh, episode number 510. Um, Eli was just slinking me in, and then I heard a bonk noise. It sounded like he dropped an acoustic guitar or something. <laughs> no, I what happened? Hit, hit, okay? my, hit my microphone. Should you bonk me in from now on instead maybe. of slinking me in? Maybe, that maybe might I be. should uke you in. Uke me in, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weren't we supposed to write a ukulele song like a year ago? Yeah. Let me tell you how much dust my ukulele has. It's, it's Currently, it's uh, battling with my PS Vita. <laughs> For who can accumulate more, more dust. Yeah. Um, those are two things you should try and play at the same time. That'd I be agree. cool. You could be a YouTuber. The Ukin Vita player. Um, uh, I don't know about that one. Oh, there's a guy on TikTok that's got a ukulele that um, <laughs> it's like this mini piano attached to it. Have you ever seen this before? No, I don't know if this is a unique Sounds thing to awesome. like this guy, but it's like, so imagine like a, like what looks like a, like a grand piano, but like baby sized, you know? And then that's yes. like the, the body of the ukulele. And then he's got like wow. the, whatever you call it, like the stem or arm or whatever, uh-huh. um, like bolted that or glued to it. And then that's like where the ukulele like strings are. And then he's got a kazoo clipped to that. Wow. So between like. So he does he like kazooing while he ukuleles and like every once in a while like hit a key on the piano to That's pretty wild. Yeah. It's cool. Take takes all kinds, I guess. Um so in the pre-show we were uh going off about something that uh, I'll try and recap everyone else on now. Um you getting your laptop, your MacBook Pro that we talked about we ordered last week on the show and um you got yours already and then I got an alert that I had a package on the way. Oh, so the guy's name is uh, Pockets Uke, like pockets, like your pants pockets and Uke, U-K-E. He's on YouTube. Okay. I will look him up. Um, But anywho, yeah, you got your laptop delivered early and then I got an alert that I had a package out and I thought I was going to get my laptop early too. Both ours were due this, the November 5th or, or later deadline. And, um. My package ended up being the empty box to send my old laptop back in. And so that was a dream crush for me, thinking that uh, we'd both have our new MacBooks and be able to talk about them on this week's show. But um, you have yours, and I have a box of empty air, and uh, which <laughs> it's great air. Apple makes the best yeah. air. Um, like the Apple made of the same air that has been uh, polished with the Apple polishing cloth. Yeah, dude, I, the fact that those are so backordered and in such demand, I makes me want one and I'm due for a new polishing cloth. Mine, where is, oh, here it is. I have two that I use one at my desk and one over by my uh, couch or whatever. And, um, they're both so dusty. I only really noticed you this. You can run them the through mat, the washing uh, machine. Oh, really? I've never tried that. That scares me. Um, hadn't considered they, uh, that you could wash cloth. Is that no. like a, what? Wash a cloth? What? Pretty soon you're uh, going to be like cultivating wheat? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it? I thought only things made in China were how objects existed. Um, 
I only noticed this on the the swole LED is when you dust that screen off for whatever reason, it like shows more dust. Have you noticed that with yours? Like if you try to dust it oh, off, I have a screen protector on mine. So thanks. I so guess I don't you know. can't. It seems fine. Yeah. What's what's crazy with this stupid OLED switch that I got? Um, mm-hmm. So Metroid Dread came out, and mm-hmm. um, everyone was saying like it's just better to play with the the Pro controller, which I kind of agree with because there's a lot a lot of the mm-hmm. controls um with the game involved like hold like four holding, buttons yeah <laughs> holding triggers and stuff like that which yeah. like is fine on the switch which is kind of like better when you have like a substantial controller to hang on to yeah um so i've got this like new switch with this like crazy good screen and then yeah. i set up the dock played it all on tv and played it i played metroid <laughs> dread like 95 percent of my tv and then i was like damn you know the pro controller is pretty nice like and i'm just <laughs> like playing switch on my tv now yeah i mean it is nice. It's cool that you have the option to do that, I think. Yeah. I think the this switch thing might take off. The whole what, what got me started on that is the um the new the the sw- OLED switch dock has an ethernet port on it. And that that mm-hmm. has always been like the the linchpin of well, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal, but like the Wi-Fi on the switch has been is just very shitty. It's slow. Um when you play games online like Smash Brothers and stuff like that, it apparently adds a lot of latency. I don't, I'm not a big smash player, so I don't really yeah. know, but I've read that a lot. What? So I was like, oh, cool. Let me hook up this dock. And because when you get a new switch, you have to, you can't just move your SD card over. You have to re-download everything, which yeah. is a significant time commitment with how slow the Wi-Fi is on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's like got like old school 802.11G or something. I mean, it's like crazy yeah. how slow it is. Um, yeah. Agreed. But the, the Ethernet is is way better. So that was what got yeah. me started on the dock thing. And then I was like, well, I already got it in the dock. Like, let me turn on the TV. Like, well, I got yeah. my Pro Controller yeah. right here. All right. Yeah. And now... And now that's... Now I'm like almost like... now it's a like, home console. It's almost like a 50-50 <laughs> for me. Like, I'm preferring to yeah. play it on the TV, but, like, I'll take yeah. it out and go, like, hang out in the living room with Lindsay and, like, play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shit on the Switch. So. The beauty of the Switch, man. Yeah. Welcome fell, to the club five years later. I fell back into Golf Story. Did you ever play through that? I started it twice and never I'm really followed through. amazed that that game is not on mobile. Like, it is It is yeah. such... It's like one of these Switch mm-hmm. games that when you look at it, it's like, this would be such a good game on your phone. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's, it's a, uh, like, triple tap golf swing game. I mean, like, that yeah, is right. the extent of the the i mean like you can like you know set up your swing and, and stuff like that but it's all real slow yeah you know like right work very very good with touch controls i would imagine it's just like a really really good like in my opinion like golf story is what i wanted mario golf to be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just like really silly kind of like light-hearted golf centric rpg that's like way more reminiscent of like game boy advance mario golf than mm-hmm. this wacky mm-hmm. bullshit that we've got now that yeah but Golf Story yeah, 2, should, I think, is coming out soon. That's why I was like, oh, I, I yeah. finally need to beat this. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should, um, I don't know. We should start heckling the Golf Story people to put it on mobile because yeah. I agree. Actually, that's a bonus marketing technique right there. Release your original on mobile when you release the sequel on consoles and um, built-in advertising for your brand, bro. A lot of people do that sort of um, thing. I thought that there was more news for Golf Story 2, but I guess not. Mm-mm. Wasn't it in one of the Nintendo Directs though, as like a coming soon thing? I feel like fairly recently. Maybe. 
maybe. I don't remember. Uh, but um, I, I feel like I saw it, though. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. I saw it. Golf Story. I know it's in the works. It's a, it's a really, like, like, really good, years. really silly Switch sports game. I, I highly recommend if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I need to hunker down and actually play through that too yeah um but um but yeah so so macbooks um i give you my first my first imps the notch is garbage and you threw it away I, yeah actually i you opened, just snapped the lid in half once you saw laid eyes yeah, on the well, notch actually no so what i did i opened it i unboxed it i saw the notch and mm-hmm. then i just got my i have a i have a saw set up on my front porch for cutting trim because i'm doing some work around yeah. the house and i just decided you just cut it I first I just tried to cut the notch out, mm-hmm. um, but then I found that to be more unsightly, so I just cut it into small pieces and put it on my garbage disposal. The whole oh, thing. nice! So and then you set yourself on fire. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. It's the worst thing in the world to ever happen to anybody ever. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of injustices throughout history, but I think the notch is tops the list for it's, sure. It's gotta be, it's gotta be near the uh, top. Yeah, um, so how long did it take you to not even think about the notch? Like one one second? Minutes? I mean, like, for real. like Because, you know, the thing is, like, I think your brain sort of, I don't know. Like, my theory is, like, you're just kind of used to there being, like, a bezel on the screen. And kind of, like, the way that um, Mac OS is designed is, and I think the reason why you're seeing, like, so much more heckling from, like, kind of, like, the PC side of things is because, like, Windows is not this way. And that, like, Mac, Mac OS just has the menu bar on top, you know, and you kind of yeah. just... Like when you look at your Mac screen, you don't really see the menu bar as like usable screen real estate. Like it's just always right. there. And that's kind of where various functions of things exist that, you know, yeah. you can get to. Right. Yeah. So for me, like, I feel like I already sort of didn't process that as like usable space. But yeah. now it's just kind of like instead of there being bezel, that's where your menu bar is, which I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my laptop screen right now. The and it's like, okay, there's like three quarters or an inch of just black space up there right now anyway, across the whole thing. Yeah. And so now with these new ones, you have more screen that you can use, yeah. plus that part you couldn't use before anyway. So it's like, I don't understand the issue with it. I think some of the weird stuff about certain apps, um, how they handle the notch, and there's some bugs there that can be worked yeah. out or whatever. Well, did you see that video that was like every single person that dunks on Apple stuff decided to like quote yeah. tweet? It was like it was like yes. this dude loaded up like I don't even remember what program it was. It was the like, Snazzy like, Labs guy. Well, yeah. but it was, it was like some like pro audio, like some some pro tool yeah. thing that had a million yeah. things in the in million different options in the menu bar, and then he loaded up like the right side with like every dumb thing that can live up in your menu bar. And like, they just sort of clashed together and like got under the notch and all this stuff. And the video is like this guy just losing his mind over like, how can Apple have released this? This is unusable. (laughs) And he, which of course allowed everyone to be like, see, told you notch is garbage. See, this is awful. Apple doesn't know what they're doing. (laughs) Apple's truly lost their way. It's like, dude, who gives a shit, man? I, you know, I predict it right now. These Apple's, not going to sell very many of these laptops doomed apple is doomed pretty doomed um so anyway other than that though how's everything been treating you really good i mean like so you know you saw i'm sure similar benefits of just the m1 um with the the battery life on these things is crazy i mean like ridic i was i was tweeting about yesterday when i got it i was because i you so it arrived at my house with like 80 percent battery um you know just out of the box 
and I just, I didn't plug it in or anything. I was like, well, I'll just set this mm-hmm. thing up, you know? So, uh, installed the, uh, you know, whatever point release of Mac OS that they had you download, um, which that took like a good hour to download and install and all that stuff. Cause like system updates take a million years for whatever stupid reason. And then, um, downloading and syncing like my entire Dropbox, which is like a terabyte and a half of files that, you know, just come in off the cloud and are, you know, synced however the hell that that all works. And then downloading all the iCloud stuff and like re-indexing all yeah. my photos and um, all that stuff and right. installing all the different programs I use. And I mean, you know, I, like configuring this computer for like a couple hours, right? And or like almost yeah. four hours when it was all said and done. I was at like 45, yeah. 50% battery. <laughs> yeah. Which... It's really ridiculous. Like, uh, it like didn't even get warm, you know. I mean, because like that was mm-hmm. that was the thing that I hated about like how um, the Photos app would work. I mean, like the mm-hmm. the machine learning stuff that Apple does, I guess, is pretty cool. I mean, I like that. Um, you know, it's your computer doing it, and not like some weird like Facebook algorithm that's like, yeah, you know, identifying crap in photos that you don't even realize to index to sell you ads or whatever. Yeah. So I like that part, right. but yeah. like, man, you know, if it would put my old laptop into like permanent hovercraft mode when I loaded yeah. it after like not bringing it up for a while. Cause yeah. it was like yeah. download everything new and then try to like do whatever machine learning magic it does on those photos to like try to categorize them or, or whatever it does. Um, so doing all that on this computer, man, it was, it was crazy. Like it didn't even really get warm. Um, mm. and like right now, um, you know, so to produce kind of like the video podcasts and stuff, I've got, Skype running OBS. I got video coming in from my iPad um, Mm -hmm. and like the audio recording. So this is pretty much like the most I do on my computer. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like warm, maybe kind of a little. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And what's nuts is that uh, so OBS, the program I used to bring everything together and Skype, which we're talking on, uh, neither of those things are optimized for the M1. So like this is all being done through Rosetta without any hardware acceleration. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's, I'm at sitting at like 40% processor utilization on like all this yeah. like heavy real time video stuff that yeah. like my 13 inch MacBook like couldn't even do like Would one cr- of these crumble. things. Yeah, I know. Um, and, um, and again, like, you know, none of this is compiled for the M1 processor yet, you know? So like, yeah once this stuff starts taking advantage of like the onboard hardware video encoding and stuff, like yeah. it's going to be nuts, you know? Yeah. The, the Rosetta compatibility stuff has been impressive to me the entire time. I've never ran into something that doesn't work. And, um, I'm shocked at how well things run through it. That well, aren't, yeah. And one specific, but I will say it is kind of a bummer. Um, so we're going on like 18 months after the, they shipped like the first like hey here's the m1 mac mini like developer thing mm-hmm. um and it kind of bums me out like how many things i use still that aren't mm-hmm. like m1 optimized you know yeah i wonder if that how much of that is a backfire of apple making the compatibility so good because yeah, maybe if you're a company would you be like oh damn we have to rebuild this specific thing targeting an m1 or it just works for now so let's just leave it um so i don't know but i do kind of agree but i also i couldn't even tell you like i'd have to go into um 
the system analytics thing or whatever to even see which apps are are running yeah, so through Rosetta. I'll show or whatever. you how to like do you, it. If you go I don't notice okay. here, open uh, activity monitors. Do bring up um, it can uh, command space. Just type ACT or whatever. Be the first thing that comes up. <clears throat> okay, now what do you? What, so now where do I go? So you're on like the one like the CPU tab is what you're on, right? I'm on energy. Um, go to CPU, which is on the left of that. Okay. Okay. Here I am. And then, uh, like in the middle of that, there will be a tab on the top that says kind next to idle wakeups in between idle wakeups and percent GPU. You should see kind. I don't have kind bro, but, um, expand the window out a little bit, maybe. So you're not scrolling right. I don't left. have it. I oh my God. Kind. CPU percentage, user, energy impact. Um, but I feel like there must be a view options here, right? Maybe. Kind. I didn't have it added. Okay. Yeah, so then kind. if you sort Apple, by Apple, kind. Apple, 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 Intel. Yeah, okay. so anything in, that says Intel there is not optimized. So, like, I could understand oh, wow. if it was like... So what it really annoyed me about this was like, I could understand if it was like you know, some like indie program that I'm using, you know, like, uh-huh. like random crap from the Mac app store. Like, but right. even then, like, I don't know it's, but you know, like, so for instance, like right now, like OBS is Intel, Skype, Intel, Dropbox, Intel, Evernote, Intel, Discord, mm-hmm. Intel. Some of the bigger names. Right. I mean, like these are companies. big, big companies. And it's just like, yeah. what, what excuse is there? really to not have Dropbox, you know? Yeah. Like Skype, uh, Skype. like, I mean, come on, like these are billion dollar companies. I mean, way more than that in the case of Microsoft, but Dropbox is, you know, publicly traded. Yeah. Discord's huge. Like, I don't know. Just like part of me wonders. um, So I was reading some, some uh, speculation about this. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they, they were saying that like, uh, there's a lot of things that you could no longer do with regards mm-hmm. to like the security stuff. And once you like go full, full Apple mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like you, you'll notice mm-hmm. like when you install Dropbox, um, it'll have you like do some crazy shit where you like give it like uh, some access and like the accessibility part of yeah. the system preferences and stuff. And I guess like once you, move past Rosetta, like you can't do a lot of that stuff anymore because of like the way the security okay. stuff on Mac OS mm. is hooked up. So mm-hmm. like, that's kind of the prevailing theory of like, well, these guys are just milking it because like they want to have access to like all this stuff that you might not be yeah. able to do anymore, which that actually, when you, when you throw out the names that are on that list, that makes a lot of sense. Makes right? sense. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but in my my case, there's not a whole lot of stuff yeah. that's still Intel for me. So um, I was yeah, actually I don't know. surprised it, to see. It was that. just annoying that you know, like the like such big names were on there because, like, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, I'd understand if it was like, oh, I, you know, I use this like like the weird little utility I used to like record Skype audio that's made by like Rogue Amoeba or something like that. Like, I could see if it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we just haven't gotten around to updating this thing. Like, not a lot of people use it, and like we're not that worried about. It. But like fucking Skype, like that's crazy. Yeah, you would think so. So I don't know, but, um, I mean, yeah, battery life is crazy. The screen's insanely good. The speakers are surprising how, uh, how good. I mean, I still wouldn't, 
you know, Apple always kind of like pitches this as like, oh, you know, your Beats pill or your, you know, your awesome Bluetooth speaker, just throw that shit in the trash because we got six speakers now on the MacBook. I mean, like they sound yeah. really good for laptop speakers, but they still are laptop yeah. speakers, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like lacking like that, like low end that you would get out of like a real, like, and, and, but that's just, you know, uh, you just need a larger sort of speaker thing to, to move that much air for like good base, base yeah. response and stuff. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't know, but been really happy with it so far. Um, no real, oh, no real complaints. Um, I found a, uh, oh, wow. So I found another way. So when the, uh, 32 bit support for max, that was what last year's update when that happened or something like something that, like I think, that. um, you could go in, you could run a system report and sort same, same thing like you were just doing in, um, whatever, but for processes that aren't running, it basically just shows you all your apps installed. Um, and so, uh, so I just did that just now and it shows you all the ones that are Intel too. Oh, cool. And the list is a lot longer for things that, um, I don't use all the time or whatever, but like, um, <clears throat> It's kind of interesting to just go down and see. I mean, there's a lot that haven't updated for yeah. for M1, which is. I mean, like that was kind of like a big reason why I wanted to wait and not get on. You know, like yeah. the the very bleeding edge of this with like the M1 uh, MacBooks and yeah. stuff was. I was like, all right, well, I'll just wait for everyone to get their shit sorted out, and surely yeah. inside of a year, um, you know, most of the stuff would be switched over. Which I don't know, just kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah, Tweetbot somehow is still is not a. I don't know. Yes, that's, that's really, that seems strange. Oh, that must be the old Tweetbot though, because that says 2012. How is that even still installed? I got some house cleaning to do on this computer again. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just I just so, started fresh. I was like, I'm not even gonna like pull over weird old applications. I've tried to do. Stuff. I've thought about doing that before, but I'm scared because I have so many weird permissions and things where I'm like, I don't know if I could do set everything up again the mm. way it was. Well, so did you see the Dropbox drama this week with the M1 no. stuff? Oh, so no. this is pretty good. Like, so, um, uh, so, you know, a lot of people are getting their M1 computers. A lot of people have been waiting this out, you know, for this moment to hop on. Yeah. You know, it's a very reasonable thing to do, right? Um, and a lot of people use Dropbox. So, you know, of course, when people are getting their new MacBooks, they're installing the shit that they use. Dropbox is one of those things there and yeah. very naturally come to the, thing of like oh how do i see what's not optimized oh wow okay yeah. dropbox uses a shitload of ram and it's using rosetta <laughs> yeah. and all yeah. this other stuff and um so people are posting on the dropbox forums complaining mm-hmm. about this and there's like these threads that are like a year old and mm-hmm. like the dropbox customer support people responding to it are like well if we get more votes that people want us to support it like we'll we'll consider <laughs> it as a feature And so, you know, like Mac rumors and all these other sites like ran like, you know, Dropbox has no immediate plans to support M1 and all this stuff. And and it fucking blew up out of control. Wow, really? To the point that like the CEO came in and was like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Actually, uh, yeah, we do. uh, You know, it's just going to be inside the first half of next year. We'll probably get it out. And wow. But that to me is even crazier, though, because that says like no one's been working on this. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Squeaky wheel. It's just very, that's funny. Very strange. Um, but it makes me wonder like how many people were falling off as subscribers because like there was like a couple days where it was like, okay, well this just is not supported and there's, 
you know, back in the day, like 10 years ago when Dropbox was new, there really wasn't any good alternatives for what mm-hmm. they were offering. You know, it's like yeah. a real sleek little thing that's through system tray and just does file synchronization right. online. Like Ugh. before you had to do like all sorts of crazy shit to have that same functionality. I mean, I guess yeah. there was like that dot Mac drive thing, like way, way, way back in the day, but right. that thing was super jank. And um, I think you only got like a hundred megs of storage or something like that. Right. But in this day and yeah. age, I mean, like arguably you could just ditch Dropbox and just use iCloud drive too. Mm hmm. You know, so yeah, or Google offers free stuff, yeah, or like you know, like a number of box.com, OneDrive, <clears throat> yeah. probably a few that I'm forgetting, but um, yeah, so uh, what was I just gonna ask you? I was just gonna ask you something. Oh, um, your laptop typing on it and stuff, good, yeah, yeah everything seems, seemed fine, seems, yeah, seems fine. I, I, um, I was never one of the people that had major issues with kind of like the butterfly keyboard and stuff. I mean, most of yeah. um, typically how I do most of like my work during the day is just kind of like plugged into a monitor with a real keyboard yeah. and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, you know, when I like unplugged to, you know, do email stuff in bed or sit on my chair or whatever, um, that yeah. seems cool. I don't know. I, I similarly never really had a problem with it. Um, until I got this laptop I'm on now and replaced the butterfly keyboard MacBook pro I had where I was like, Oh, this does feel better. You know what I mean? But at the time, during the time of my using that last laptop, I, it never really bothered me that much. But, um, so it brought me to a, something we, we talked about last week and, uh, we got an email about, um, from Ryan, we talked about the touch bar, how the touch bar is going away yeah. and how it kind of like, you know, never really realized it's, it's potential. I don't think. And, Oh, I really, maybe like there's the- an, the full size escape button is like, Oh man, this is fucking great. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm interested to check that out. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, the, there was a nugget of a good idea with the touch bar, but I don't think it ever really like found its way, I yeah. guess. And maybe maybe someday down the line, it'll make a return in some way or something like that. But um, So Ryan emailed us about his touch bar experience, which is uh, says, Hey, Jared and Eli, after you guys mentioned you never really found a good use case for the touch bar, I just wanted to share the best use I got out of it, which is skipping ads. By dragging oh, the vertical line that indicates how far into the ad you are, uh, is there a word for that? I don't know. <laughs> the scrubber, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can skip YouTube ads immediately without even waiting five seconds. I thought this would be fixed within weeks, and yet five years later, it still works. <laughs> uh, the cheaper ad-filled version of Hulu, and this also works for 90-second ad breaks at the beginning of a show or movie. Oh, interesting. So that's pretty nifty. What a crazy uh, oversight that is. Yeah. That like, Because I know that they like block the actual like controls on your browser, right? But like... yeah. I, I, that's like one of those things been in front of everyone's face and like no one realized that. Well, that tells you, that tells me not a lot of people are using the touch bar for anything. For if real. nobody noticed that to for use real. that like, or whatever. That, Cause that's like a killer feature to be able to just like skip the ads by just yeah, like being like, Zoop. all right, let's, yeah, let's fast forward through this. And it makes me wish I still had my, my touch bar Mac so I could try it because I'm like, dang, that's actually, I wish I knew that. But um, so that's interesting that uh, Ryan points that out. So thanks for shooting us an email about that. I kind of wonder if what the um, touch bar adoption thing would have been if it was like in addition to the function keys and everything. Like imagine like this keyboard on these Macs, but also a touch bar on top of it that ran like the full length of the keyboard. mm -hmm. I don't know. I think... um, a lot of people would just be like, I never use that thing. It's an attic expense, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't know, but I, you know, it, that 
that doesn't prevent developers from coming up with unique use cases for the touch bar, which they never really did. You know what I mean? Um, I always felt like with the touch bar, I'm like, it takes me longer to look down at the thing and figure out what I want to put touch on it than it does for me to touch a key mm-hmm. or use the trackpad, which I is like so capable of so many different things. The trackpads on Macs are like unparalleled I, in my experience yeah. with other computers. So um, it just always felt like more work to use the touch bar for anything instead of less, which I feel like is defeats the purpose. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, I mean, I was always surprised that like no one came up with like any kind of like wacky uses for it. You know, like like a remember like old Winamp visualizers and stuff like that, like, yeah, like that kind yeah. of stuff that's just like silly. Yeah, um, uh, I saw some. I remember I there was like a virtual pet thing, but I don't know if it really existed or if someone was just like saying it should exist on. Mm-hmm. But um, I can see some funny things going on with that, like um, desktop like little companions or whatever yeah. were like a thing for a while. Um, so yeah, if you had like a little dog that lived in the touch bar that could fetch a ball across and run oh, across yeah. the touch it's, bar, um, I would dig that. It's called touch bar pets. Touch bar pets. See, like yeah, I, I should have looked into this stuff more when I still had one. Yeah. I remember one of the one. only interesting things, um, that came out was like that DJ app where you could, um, like record scratch or whatever using the touchpad. Mm. Um, which that, that was kind of neat, you know what I mean? But, uh, I don't know. That's a very novelty, unless you're a DJ, I guess, a, a novelty use case. But, um, so anywho, and skipping ads. So record scratching, skipping ads, virtual pets. But beyond those three things, I mean, those are three no good ideas. pro features that those are the only three pro features of a touch bar. Um, so anyway, uh, oh yeah. To cap off this discussion real quick is that, um, like I said, I got the false alert for the empty box and got um, all excited. So my real, my real laptop is um, the tracking for it is I I think it hit a snag. So oh, it's, no. the tracking for it is all over the place. Where it was like on the twenty seventh, the label created. That's not out of the ordinary. It's or, scanned in China. That's not out of the ordinary. Waiting clearance gets the clearance in China. Arrives at another facility in China. Um, and then that was all on the 27th, which was Wednesday, and today's Friday, the 29th. Um, so today it says, your packages in transit were updating plans to schedule your delivery, because now my delivery's pending. It was Wednesday. Now it's oh, pending. Oh, shit. And it says, um, the package package will be forwarded to a UPS facility in the destination city, and that's as of today at 1 a.m. So, And so my Wednesday estimated delivery is now pending. So I'm like... Okay, now I might not even get it by Wednesday. And then I saw a bunch of stories that were like um, people that had ordered them were getting updates that were like a logistical issue happened and your thing's going to be delayed or whatever. And so I'm like, am I one of those people? Hmm. So um, when I was originally all excited to get it two days earlier than Apple estimated, now I'm like, oh, great. Is it going to be like two weeks? Something going to happen. But also, I feel like this is a case where you're just going to get radio silence and then you're going to get an update that says it's in your city out for delivery and it'll show up. You know what I mean? Because I've had that happen before, too, where you feel like you're in the dark and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, everything was fine. It was just things were moving on the on the behind the scenes Um, and your tracking wasn't updating. So I have uh, the craziest uh, tracking thing that I've seen recently. So I ordered... um, the dumb thing with the switch OLED is it's like 
0.1 inches thicker than or wider. Yeah. So I, yeah. I have this like, um, I don't even know where it is now. This like grip thing that I, I slide yeah. into it, you know, to kind of give it a little bit more, more, more to hold yeah. on to. So it's not just like digging into your hands when you play it. Um, so that doesn't fit anymore. So I had to order a new one, which mm-hmm. ships directly from China, which like no big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, ordered it when the switch, uh, after, just after I got the switch OLED. So that would have been like October 10th. So October 12th, I get the shipping number. Uh, October 14th, it arrives at the, sh- the shorting, the sorting center in Sha Tian, China. Okay. It's exported on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, in on the 17th, it arrives in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's fast. <laughs> um, on the 19th, it arrives in Berlin, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and on the 20th, it's in the Berlin, Germany transport hub. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. on the 25th, it's back in Mableton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now on the 26th, it's been handed over to delivery partner, which I don't even know. What oh, that okay. Means. And that was three days ago. So you're, you're not getting that thing. So this thing uh, has like gone as like an around the world <laughs> trip yeah. for a piece I've, of plastic. I've seen, people, <clears throat> I've seen people have problems like that when coming from China. And I've also heard that sometimes it's... Um, Tracking information gets sent electronically and a, a hub will like take that and it'll show like the packages somewhere, but it's just that they electronically got the information. And so it could be that your actual physical item is just still traveling through Europe on its way to you or whatever. But um, I don't know if that's the case or they're shipping this thing all over for no reason. Because think it's of like how a, expensive that would I know, should be. And it, you know it wasn't I mean? expensive so. either. It was you know, like a $20 piece of plastic or something like <clears throat> right. that. You know, that I think yeah. shipping might even be free or whatever. And That's so funny. Um, yeah, it's like going around the keep world. Keep us updated if you get it. Yeah, it's going around the world like a flat Stanley. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, anywho, um, actually had some mobile game news to talk about this week. How about oh, yeah. that? So Let's jump into it. We can be on topic for uh, the first time in a couple of months, I guess. Um, so, uh, ooh, sorry. The first story I had um, is that Fantasy Life Online is finally getting a global release through Bull Trend Games, who's brought a couple of other Japanese releases to the West, um, and they're doing a closed beta test or whatever. Fantasy Life, a 3DS game originally. Did you ever play it? Yeah, so this is one of those games that, like, yeah. uh, it's, like, such a tease for me in that yeah. like when you play it it's like god this is the foundations for something so cool but it's it just like <laughs> doesn't quite get there and i think it's yeah. like like it needed like more it needed like online connectivity or like like something else because it's like yeah this this like fantasy world that just like has all these pieces that should go together to create this like really cool game but just like lacking all in any depth to like make you yeah. want to do any of those things yeah um, yeah, I, I think it was a, a an idea that was a little ahead of its time and yeah. also on a system that, not that the 3DS did bad, but I feel like a game like this, you need way more penetration for it to be, you know, like a mainstream sort of thing. Like for me, when I played um, the original one, I was like, there are elements of this that I wish that they would just roll into Animal Crossing. And yeah, that right. would have been like really cool, like to be like, have like, like class-based stuff almost in Animal yeah. Crossing or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the uh, let me see, I think the original launched in 2012. Yeah, 2012, something like that. But this, I feel like Fantasy Life Online, we've been hearing about this for like years now, right? 
So yeah, that's sort of the funny thing about this is that Fantasy Life Online was originally just a sequel to the 3DS game. Um, and then it sort of got stuck in development hell for like several years and before finally being renamed Fantasy Life Online. And it did release in Japan on phones um, in 2018. And it, it was super popular and I assume still is. Um, and then there was always talk about like bringing, you know, releasing an English version or whatever. And it just sort of never happened. Um, and so it was kind of like out of left field that this announcement came this week that, yes, it is going to get a global release um, finally. And so uh, sounds like um, they're doing the beta tests will be uh, Canada, Malaysia, Finland, Australia um, from yesterday through November 5th. And then um, for the actual release, it's not really clear on when it will be, but um, kind of excited to see this. I feel like like you, to your point, is that this is a game that would work really well on a phone that's connected mm. to the internet all the right. time that everyone has yeah. one, and you know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't even <clears throat> know if the original game had like any online component that you could play yeah. with other people, did it? I don't remember. I don't remember either. If but, it did, um, I didn't know anyone else that had it, so it was kind of... like Street mode. Pass functionality, yeah. probably, or something, but... Um, so that's kind of cool. So if you ever wanted to play Fantasy Life on your phone, that's a thing that is happening, and then uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters are continuing to come out. Um, one, two, and three all came out at once. And then four got released, uh, I feel like, a couple weeks ago. And then um, five is finally dated for November 10th. So um, less than a couple of weeks away. Final Fantasy V Pixel remaster. So far, I feel like these have been pretty well received as far as Final Fantasy things are well, I mean, concerned. Once you, like got outside of the orbit of people just mad about the pixel art but yeah yeah um pretty good way to experience all these games i think so um if you're excited for five that one is heading out now and uh i can hear my toddler up from his nap running around the house nice so that's an exciting thing waiting for me when this podcast is over um a non-napped to toddler is Un something that oh, uh yeah unnapped <laughs> unnapped and uh staying with final fantasy um a while back they had uh they announced a couple different final fantasy 7 like spin-off games and one of them is final fantasy 7 the first soldier which is a battle royale final fantasy game which i feel like it's kind of interesting so you know um, i have to say to that a big old fart noise yeah. <laughs> has there um, been a you, single Final Fantasy like mobile spinoff that has been like, damn, this is really good. Like, I'm so happy this exists because this is like such a good supplement to everything that I like about Final Fantasy. Or have they all just been like extreme gotcha free to play? I mean, I think those extreme gotcha free to play like Brave XVS, I think is probably the most popular or most successful one. And then there was like Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which I don't even know if that's still going anymore. But um, well, that one was kind of cool as far as... I, mean, I feel like, like those things, though... That like, <laughs> like leaned into the gotcha thing where it was like, this yeah. is a collection game, straight up. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like for fans to get characters they know and care about or whatever. Yeah. This is like, do you, do you need a new Battle Royal game that's in a Final Fantasy VII universe? And the answer is maybe. I don't know. That could be cool, I guess, sure. but... Um, yeah, I don't this know. could be we'll one see. of those things too, that we look at and are like, oh, this doesn't make a ton of sense to me. This seems kind of dumb, but then it's like, oh, there's the 10 billion players in Asian yeah. territories that are spending a trillion dollars I, a day in this. If I had to take a guess, that's going to be the outcome. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so it is up for pre-order on um, iOS and Android. Um, the expected release date listed is November 30th, but it's not clear if that's a hard actual release date or just a placeholder for now. So um, they did say they were going to release it this year, though. So I think it's probably on its way pretty soon. It's so. interesting that um, Battle Royale has been like the game mode now for so many things for quite a while. You know, basically since yeah. like the popularity of like PUBG, what was it, like five years ago or whatever? Um, yeah. But I don't know if you follow um, Battlefield news at all, but mm-hmm. like, so the new Battlefield that's coming out is not going to have a Battle Royale mode. The 2042? Yeah. Doesn't that seem strange? Yeah. How could you not in this know. day and age? I, uh, my, the predominant theory that I am running with is that they what they're going to do with battlefield is a lot like what uh activision's done with uh warzone and call of duty in that it's mm-hmm. like you know yeah you have you know battlefield 2042 over here but then there's mm-hmm. also like i don't know battlefield arena or maybe there's called battlefield or whatever that's like the free to play <laughs> battle royale thing that's like battlefield the battlefield i yeah. feel like it's such a good name because <laughs> they could do kind of like interesting metaverse stuff in like a, a game yeah. that doesn't take itself like too super seriously um because remember yeah. they've made battlefield for like pretty much every major war you know from like you know world war one up to like you know modern like super modern future stuff including like yeah vietnam and you know like desert combat and all this other stuff so like it would be kind of interesting to imagine a battle royale game where it's like all of those things exist in one right like battlefield kind of thing i don't know yeah yeah i'm interested to see what they do with that either way because it just seems like you know even when you have like mobile games like really over indexing on the battle royale thing like how can such a big thing like not have that yeah no i agree i don't know um so we'll see. I don't know. I'll check this thing out when it comes out. I'm not a big Final Fantasy person, but um, I don't know. I'll yeah. play this. Why not? Um, another big free game that launched this week uh, was uh, Pikmin Bloom. And so Nintendo had announced that they're working with Niantic to do a, a Pikmin game. Um, I forget when they announced it. But, I feel like it was uh, a while ago. And it like really I feel like it was a while radar. ago, too. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, they uh, actually invited us to like a pre-briefing of this on Monday with a little Zoom presentation thing or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And then um, they announced it was going to launch in Australia and um, Australia and uh, I forget what other country, but just two countries to start. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This thing will probably like soft launch for six months and then maybe next year it'll release like next summer or something like that. Um, and no. It basically the next day launched like everywhere else. <laughs> so it, it, it was more of a staggered rollout than like a soft launch situation, which wasn't clear to me at first. But um, so I actually did snag this guy and um, had been playing it for the uh, last in day. The U.S. Day only. Absolutely. It's out in the U.S. Yeah, it's I out don't now. I think it is, though. Like I. Oh, it is. Because like I, so I'm experiencing the same thing that I saw a lot of people like really laughing on Twitter about just how fucking ridiculous the app store is sometimes so like when i uh-huh. when i search pikmin on my phone right now yeah. the first thing that comes up is uh chungus rampage in big forest <laughs> that's weird i ha- mine just comes up what maybe I have it bro pikmin bloom pikmin bloom yeah 
Oh, okay. Wait if I search specifically for Pikmin Bloom, it comes up. If I just search for Pikmin, I get Chungus Rampage. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't get Chungus Rampage. Oh, there it is. It was a few down, but hmm. Chungus Maybe Rampage we should be playing Chungus Big Rampage. Forest by Nassim Akhtar. Let's, um, maybe we should all download Chungus Rampage. I mean, it's got 15,000 uh, positive ratings. Probably from people looking for Pikmin, I would guess. Um, so anywho, uh, Pikmin Bloom is, um, I don't want to say it's Pokemon Go with Pikmin, but uh, parts of it are. Um, it's like a location-based um, walk-around-the-real-world type game or whatever. What I like about it, because we played Pokemon Go, I think it was 2016, the summer of 2016 was the big Pokemon Go explosion um, where you couldn't go, go anywhere without seeing people playing it in parks and everywhere. Um, which was really cool and fun to be a part of and stuff like that. But after that, I never really kept up with Pokemon Go. And I didn't continue playing it. And I don't play it now. Um, and so, and part of it was just because, like, I don't know. A lot of it didn't hold my interest. And a lot of it felt like it took a lot of work, I guess. Um, so with Pikmin Bloom, so far at least, what I'm really liking about it is it's really just a step counter game. And um, when you first fire it up, you grant it access to your health app or whatever. That's cool. Um, and so it'll actually be able to track your steps even when you're not, don't have it open or whatever. And so you're always making progress in it just by walking around and doing what you do. Um, and then that's how you basically, you plant Pikmin and then they take a certain amount of steps to make them bloom and then you pluck them and then they join your little crew. And eventually you get a big massive crew of Pikmin following you around. Um, and then it will automatically use GPS, too, to kind of track where you end up walking to. Um, and you can choose to, like, lay flowers down as you walk. And then other people can lay flowers down. And there's sort of a social component with that. Um, but you don't have to do that either. And that's kind of the premium area. You buy, like, flower petals or whatever. Oh, interesting. Um, which I haven't bought anything in it yet. And I don't really care about the flower part of it. But um, but just, like, you know, finding p- new Pikmin and, and growing them, I guess. And then um, adding them to your crew it's kind of uh, just requires like steps and stuff. Um, and so uh, and just exploring around. And it's something you can kind of do by yourself, which I think is cool. But I think the thing I like about it most is that, um, you know, my my Apple Watch is tracking steps anyway. Um, and so I can fire up Pikmin and be like, oh, all that those steps go towards this progress of this game. It's not like something I can, I have to actively think about turning oh, on okay. before I go for a walk or something. That's you know what been, I mean? that's been a thing. There's been a few, I, I can't remember any of the names off the top of my head, but like a few different games that have been like progress RPG style things Yeah, that have tried to do this sort of like pedometer into gameplay thing. And yeah. I always thought that they were like a really neat idea, but it's like, yeah, always sucked when it was like oh my god like i just spent all afternoon walking around a mall and i forgot to have you know whatever dumb like walking quest open and my phone kind of thing so for this to just like link directly into your health data that seems pretty clever yeah and like last night we went to costco or whatever and of course um you know parked super far away and walked there and then pam forgot her mask we had to walk back to the car and then we walked back to this and then we're walking around a huge costco for a while or whatever and um and so i get home and i i open up the pikmin thing and it's like hey all those steps from you going to the store are added to the game and you you bloomed a new pikmin or whatever and it's like oh cool um so i feel like it's like it's it's somewhere in the middle of like um 
like a health tracking, like pedometer game, but also like yeah. a idle game in a way that, you know, idle games when you have them closed and you open them up and it's like, Hey, you earned all these coins for your idle game. It's kind of like that. Um, and so I'm really enjoying it so far just based off that. I feel like there's probably later game stuff that I haven't hit yet. That's like, Oh, you really need to do this dumb thing that you don't yeah. want to do to do this the other thing. But for right now, I'm just happy with it being like a fun game that tracks your walking in an interesting way. And then the whole kind of like theme around that too is that um, it tracks where you go and you can revisit the route you took. Um, so if you walked all through your neighborhood or whatever, um, it'll show you where you went. And then if you stopped and took pictures or any pictures you took throughout the day, not specifically on a walk, um, the game will pick pictures out for you and show them to you and be like, do you want to add these to like your little journal? And so part of it is sort of like journaling every day too. And it'll ask you at the oh, end of the day, cool. it's like, did you have a good day or a bad day or an okay day or whatever? Um, and then it'll be like, Hey, your Pikmin picked these pictures out from today. Do you want to like save them as part of your journal? And so in, a, in one way, it's also like a, um, like a cool, like way to, to chronicle like each day you have or whatever. If you go on a cool walk, and take some cool pictures of something neat you saw or whatever. Um, this will be like, hey, do you want to like remember that in the in the journal of the game? Um, so that's kind of neat. And then you can go back and look at those and be like, oh yeah, I remember that day and I saw like that you know funny looking dog yeah. or something. Um, so there's some neat things going on with this that, um, like I said, I don't really play Pokemon Go anymore. So maybe some of this stuff has seeped into that game and. And I don't know it, but um, yes, yeah, like this actually sounds way cooler than I was sort of expecting because, like, you know, I saw yeah. the buzz around it, and I was like, "Oh, an, another Niantic game that uses Nintendo IP or some IP." Like, yeah. super not really interested because, like, you know, I didn't really care about Minecraft worlds and the the Harry right. Potter one, the also Harry Potter one. Yeah. whatever. Same and I was like, "Well." I extra don't care about this Pikmin one, but like, you know, if it's, if it's that actually, this does sound cooler than I was expecting it to. So, yeah, I would urge people to check it out. Cause I think it's neat so far. I think it's a good thing. It's kind of like what I wanted from something like this, like a gamified thing for the stuff you do already, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. And like I said, there might be some stuff down the road where I'm like, Oh, actually this, I don't like this part of it or whatever. But, um, so far I'm digging it and it's free and it should be out everywhere. Um, along with Chungus Rampage. So, oh, so speaking of Chungus Rampage, so um, yeah. this game's got a ton of five star reviews. Some YouTuber must have posted about this because these are like actual people writing these. Like, so for instance, here's, oh, a, really? here's a review from July 27th uh, on uh, Big Chungus Rampage. Um, it says the title is too good for words, and the review text is the date is July 17th, 2007. Steve Jobs unveiled the iPhone with a great presentation. The purpose of the iPhone was supposedly to make our everyday lives better with the release of Chungus rampage in the forest. iPhone's true purpose is finally revealed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm going to download it and try it out. It's Chungus rampage. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Fair enough. Let's make this, this scammer developer some money. I mean, I guess just search for Pikmin on the app store. <laughs> search for Pikmin and there you go. Why Pikmin of all things too? <laughs> um, so anywho, download, download Pikmin Bloom, try it out. It's free and pretty cool so far. Um, and then uh, another free to play game is uh, Diablo Immortal. It was announced many years ago and still never came out. But uh, this week they finally kicked off the official closed beta up to this point. They've done some testing. It's all been alpha testing though. So, um, beta that's the next step. I feel like it's making its progress. Yeah. Um, 
the beta is only on Android and it's only in some limited areas. And um, basically, you will have to have pre-registered on Google Play for the Android version, and then Google Play will reach out to you and be like, "You can play the beta." So, um, you know, they're going to slowly be adding people into it. The beta is going to run for the next, I think, at least a few weeks, um, and they'll just keep adding more people. I think they said they expected uh, at least ten thousand people to take part in it or whatever. Oh, so cool. that's a decent size. So, anywho. Um, the big deal about that, if if you're in um, Canada or Australia and you're on Android, then it's a bigger deal to you because maybe you'll get in on this. And then it'll roll out to uh, Korea, Japan, and China uh, afterwards at some point too. But um, if you're not in any of those places and you're not on Android, the thing to care about here is that they released a new trailer. It looks really good. They announced a new uh, Necromancer class and shows him off in the trailer, which is pretty cool. And... Um, also, just the fact that this is kind of the next step in the game getting finished someday. So, yeah. good on that. Did you um, do you fill around with the Diablo Two Remaster at all? No, I just got it on Switch though. And well, so I was the Switch version's the worst version. Which is it? Yeah, which is like such a bummer uh, because like Diablo Three on the Switch was I think like great. almost miraculous that they were able to pull that yeah. off, right? And then you have this game yeah. that's like way older that just runs like shit like the online servers i don't know if they're back up but they were like down for like days oh really Um, well i I have um i actually got a key for it and it's but i can't remember any of my battle net stuff so i have to like go through the laborious process of contacting them about my battle net login and let them know that like yo i lost my two two factor app thing or whatever I'm beyond the like. I forgot my password. Help, you know. Right. Uh, I know my password. I know my login. Yeah, the, I just the, can't get your past Blizzard it. authenticator is fucked up. Yeah, so I have to like actually contact them and hope I can get my account back, which I just haven't had time for. But yeah, but so eventually I'll try and play it on PC. But and I ideally like a Steam Deck someday, right? Like I feel like that's that's the goal here. But um, yeah. but I do have the Switch version in the meantime that I haven't checked out yet. So that's a bummer to hear that it kind of sucks. Well, what, what really bums me out about this is like, I, it's not a cross play game. So like mm. if you're on Switch and I'm on Xbox and we have a friend on PC, mm-hmm. like none of us can play together, but that Xbox like can play with Xbox, Switch can play with Switch. And, and like, but yeah. what's weirder though, is there's just like, and I haven't fiddled with this. So I don't really know exactly how it works, but it seems like you're able to like, save your character um and then like i could so i could play on xbox with my xbox friends save my mm-hmm. character in like the whatever battle.net cloud thing there is mm-hmm. pull that character down on my switch play with you save that character go back to the xbox which is like i don't know it just seems like this really wacky kind of like middle ground that doesn't make a ton of sense as to like why it is the way it is yeah, especially nowadays when like having cross platform online is not, you know, it's pretty normal yeah, nowadays. Right. So, uh, especially for a game like that that is begging for it. Right. Um did you fiddle with single player stuff though? Does a single player work okay? Uh I well, so I've only I, I've invested in it on the Xbox. So it's oh, okay. it's fine on the Xbox, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. What's crazy is there's issues with it all because the fucking game is like 15 years old or more now. Like I don't even know. Yeah. It's maybe even older than that. Like I, I was playing yeah, that on dial. It was like I think. 2002. Wasn't Diablo 2 like 2002 or am I something like that? Beyond that. Um, Are you looking it up? Let's see. 
You're too slow. Diablo 2 came out in uh, 2000. Holy crap. Yeah, see, I was, yeah, I was in high school when this came it's out. It's a 21-year-old game. Um, so, yeah, in anyway. my opinion, like, zero excuse yeah. for this to not, like, run flawlessly on everything, have cross-play, like, all this other stuff. Like, yeah. Why do this like weird? Maybe they've had some uh, distractions lately. Oh, yeah, you know maybe. what I mean. Maybe. Um, that's a bummer though. But uh, anywho, where was I go? Where was I at? Oh, one more thing to talk about, and then we're gonna wrap things up. You ready for this? Yes. Um, Project Cars Go is a mobile version of Project Cars that launched in March, and it's shutting down already. Womp um, oh, this was just announced yesterday, but uh, I found it kind of odd, kind of not. Um, so Project Cars, like on consoles and PC and stuff, is a real racing game. Mm-hmm. Project Cars Go, which was co-developed by Gameville, is like a um, quick time event version of racing, right? So you would you would basically just tap the screen in time when you drove through a gate um, in order to shift gears, and then you would tap and hold and let go in order to like break and gas. And so the steering and everything else was all handled for you. Um, and as dumb as that sounds to explain when I'm saying it out loud, it sounds awful. It was actually pretty fun. Um, it was like a good sort of like rhythm thing. You felt really good when you did like a perfect timed tap and then you would string them together into combos and stuff like that. And so there's like some funness to it if you appreciate it for what it was, yeah. which was like this quick time event racer, basically, um, and not be mad that it wasn't a full Project Cars racing game on mobile, which it could have been, but it wasn't. Um, so anyway, reasonably fun. And um, it only just launched in March and they announced it over three years ago and uh, worked on it for <laughs> all that time. Uh, it's a great looking game. Visually, it's awesome. And um, it just seems like a pretty well-made product um, that I guess just wasn't bringing in the bucks because they're shutting it down at the end of November. Yeah. I feel like that's the the thing with free-to-play games is um, you invest a lot of money in them up front and then you invest a lot of money in them to launch. And if that return doesn't start coming in, you're just bleeding to death and you got to make a decision. Yep. Um, and, and I feel like those decisions are either completely massively overhaul this thing and try again which will also cost money or cut the cut your losses yeah, just start over try again on. on something else yeah. um so i feel like in this case they are cutting their losses and moving on and um yeah just barely seven months after it launched it's now shutting down so if you never did play it you have until sunday the 31st to download it um after that you won't be able to download it anymore and you won't be able to do any in purchases anymore um, but it will remain playable until November 30th. So you have a month to play it and check it out, which I would actually recommend people do um, download it real quick before you, while you still can and check it out. Because I think for what it is, it's a neat idea for like a really casual take on like a racing game that's not, Yeah. I don't know, I never got into like CSR racing or whatever, but I feel like it's similar to CSR while being more interesting, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Um it's a neat game and it's fun. Like I said, it's like, it's a satisfying feeling to like pull off cool combos and good timing and and whatever. So we're downloading before Sunday. Um, if you can, and then you'll have a month to kind of check it out or whatever. And you don't even have to worry about buying stuff because you won't be able to. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like a neat thing that I hope comes back in some form someday. But this version was not not meant for this world. So it's getting put out to pasture on uh, November 30th. So Yeah, that's too bad. Like, I, I really wish that when these games get sunset, like they just like stay around but they just are no longer yeah. supported you know because like yeah you know it it seems like you could pretty easily just be like you know have some pop-up at the front of the game it's like hey this is no longer supported like you know we're mm-hmm. not adding new content anymore but you know like if you want to enjoy the game have yeah. fun yeah um i'm just kind of yeah I, I i know we've talked about this before but i think there should be some sort of mandatory sunsetting plan when you come up with a free-to-play game be like okay there's an offline hunk of game that you can play here, right? And so even if you couldn't do any of the online junk and it doesn't need servers to run, you still have the game on your device. You have all these tracks. You can play through the races. You know, you should be able to do all that stuff still if the game itself shuts down. I feel like there should be an offline functional game plan for every free-to-play game that comes out that relies on servers and stuff. Um, Just so that the people that are invested in the game can keep playing it in some capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it is kind of a bummer that it's, it's not that way or barring all that, like, um, release the game for the community to continue maintaining or something like that, you know, cause sometimes that happens with, uh, with, uh, older games or whatever, you know, they'll release the source code or something and then the, the community runs with it and makes it live on. Yeah, it is a little um, it's just strange. A bummer to see it go away forever. Yeah, I mean, it is a little strange how, like, on one hand, like Apple is so kind of heavy-handed through their approval process, like what is is and is not allowed in like in-app purchases and like subscriptions and games and like all this crazy yeah. shit. But like, you know, once you get past that threshold, you can just be like, all right, well, we're just not gonna we're just gonna pull this down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh okay well, what if i spent a thousand dollars in this game yesterday it's like yeah. I'm just gone now yeah. like is that a well so that's an interesting thing here too which i don't i can't recall seeing in other free-to-play games that have done a similar shutdown um they are offering refunds for people after the um after the servers go down on november 30th if you still have currency in your account that you hadn't spent yet you can get a refund for it and so um, how they're handling that that seems like a huge. i'm not really sure but there is a couple of stipulations like it has to be between a certain window of time and you have to like apply for the refund before a certain date or whatever but i mean i feel like that's a good gesture too because if you did buy a big lump of stuff and never have a chance to actually spend it in the game you should get your money back um so that's kind of cool. But you can look, if you're one of those people, you can look in the game. There's all the info on the shutdown and what you need to do for the refund. But um, but yeah, it is kind of wild. I, I would say Apple, though, is not one that's big on legacy support in the first place. So I think yeah. they just don't give a shit if a game shuts down and goes away forever. Uh, it's yeah. not something they care about. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like such a strange situation, though, that yeah. I don't know. It's just a kind of a bummer all around when this happens, but it is what it is. What can yeah. you do? I'm really curious to see how they're actually like the logistics of them doing that refund though, because like that yeah. has been, um, that's actually like one of the things that I kind of sort of look forward to in a potential future where there are third party payment processors like that one from, mm-hmm. um, God, what was the, the one that came out and that made that big splash like a month ago or so. I- don't remember the like name paddle, of it, but I know what you're talking right? about. Paddle, Maybe? I think, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Because like, so for instance, like as a game developer and, you know, I've, I've experienced this with, you know, game club and, and game mail stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've heard this complaint from other people is that like, you know, sometimes when you have a support situation, like the solution is just give the person their money back. You know, it's like, right. all right, well, this like just doesn't work on your phone. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you know, and, and at that point in any typical company where you control those things, you'd be like, all right, well, you know, here's a refund. Like, sorry, you know, yeah. I'm sorry you had a bad experience. Like yeah. all this stuff, like, you know, still, you know, if you fix your hardware problem or we update the game to work on or whatever issue you're having, like contact you or whatever else. Hope but to have like, you back. Yeah. But <laughs> like, here's your money back either way. Yeah. Um, right. And, but like the awkward part with the way that payment processing is set up through the app store is that if that's your resolution is just giving someone their money back, you have to be like, well, I guess just contact Apple for a refund at which point like Apple can just say no. Yeah. You know, and like, it no, does this, say this doesn't no. qualify for a yeah. refund. Sorry. Right. It, even yeah. though like, like me as a game developer could have been like, Hey, the solution for this is a refund. I cannot refund you. You need to contact Apple to refund you and yeah. have Apple just be like, Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Totally. Um, so being able to do that would be pretty good. But like, so, that but that, but that really goes back to my point too. And that like, I don't know how they're going to handle this because like, if you say, for instance, you bought a hundred dollar, like a $99 pack of whatever yeah. funny money exists inside this mm-hmm, game. Right. Mm-hmm. And you use $40 worth of it. Like Apple yeah. can't like really refund you, you $60 bucks. or yeah. whatever. Like right. <laughs> they can either give you all the hundred dollars back at which point, like, yeah. I don't know how that sort of gets sussed out. I mean, I guess yeah. it's like, you know, it's not like giving that, that it's not like that currency cost you anything. So I guess if they get a full refund on the whole thing, like, yeah, but I guess. Um, are they just so, like cutting him a check? Because like that doesn't even make sense either. Because like if I bought a hundred dollar pack, then like me as a developer, I got $70 out of that hundred. And right. if you used half of it and then like I should only like my refunding you $50 on or $35. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you it know? doesn't make sense. Um, my guess is that, so this is Gameville and Slightly Mad Studios, which is the Project Cars developer who got bought by Codemasters. And then Codemasters went and got bought by EA. Yeah. And so there's a lot of money there that somebody could have been like, shut the mobile game down. We'll write a check for whatever refunds we need. There was not a big player base as it I was. Mean, it, so it, it, that it's could not going to be, be that case. much money. That could be the case. That's too, cheaper they, to us to right. just cut you a check for however much it costs to pay off the the unused in-app purchases or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly could be the case where it's like they ran some kind of report and they're like, dude, there's like $8,000 of outstanding in-app purchase <laughs> yeah, currency. Right, like, yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> if we need to refund 100% of that, like fine yeah that that would be my guess as opposed to like we're working with apple to come yeah. through a solution to all this it's yeah. like now they're just gonna they want to they want to not piss off their player base so that in the future they can release a different type of game or something yeah. like that and in actuality and like the, the money you know if of the people that still have some kind of currency balance the people that are still playing the game that haven't churned out that would be yeah. pissed enough to email about this is probably an extremely short list too so if it's if they're shutting down the game it's probably not a yeah. lot of people yeah. so yeah hmm. whatever still a shame so uh on that downer note let's end the podcast and uh we'll we'll drive our project cars mobile game off of the freeway and yeah. i might be <laughs> to the abyss. i might be triple vaxxed next week oh you're gonna be triple vaxxed? when do you get your shot well it's just walk in here because no one believes in the vaccine or covid or anything like that so you yeah. just like literally anytime you want it you just go i was gonna do it uh on wednesday when we were at walmart 
but I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to feel shitty. Like during the, like if I feel shitty, like miss a podcast record or something like I'd rather just do it. I think we do it tonight and feel shitty over the weekend. Do it tonight and then feel shitty over the weekend. Then we can talk about it next week. Unless you turn into a, a Bill Gates mind control. I mean, my DNA or... is already so modified from the first two doses that yeah. where yeah, can yeah, we yeah. go from here? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, I got a next door alert that was like, um, you know, my wife was crossing the street and somebody didn't slow down for her. So she yelled at him. They got out of the car and fought my wife or, you know, some crazy, <laughs> like weird crosswalk interaction or whatever. And like one of the comments was like, I can't believe people nowadays, the jab is just making them go crazy. <laughs> I, was like, oh, God. I actually saw th- that similar sentiment <laughs> in one of these. There's like so many videos now, people flipping out on planes, it seems like. Oh, dude, totally. And, That's. Like, I was like, I, usually like when I see a crazy YouTube video, I'll like, you know, glance at the comments because like, they're either yeah. like just as crazy as a video or sometimes they're kind of funny. And yeah, yeah like the, the prevailing sort of wisdom is like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but every single one of those persons vaccinated. Hmm, interesting. Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You're either the crazy person either is someone that got a vaccine and went crazy or they're like a Trump person and they're crazy because of that or yeah. whatever. And like like no, those are the two sides no of just crazy. Like, you can't just be a run of the mill crazy person anymore. It's like you I have know. to be crazy because of like some specific thing. It that needs like, to be oh. a reason. Yeah. Pick a side. Um, that's pretty funny. So anywho, with all this funness out of the way, thanks again for listening to this week's episode uh, as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, check out uh, patreon.com forward slash Touch Arcade. And you can also help us out by doing your uh, Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Also, shout out to Ryan, who emailed us this week. If you oh. want to send us an email, it's podcast at toucharcade.com. Uh, send any old thing our way. We love reading them and reading them on the air sometimes if they're not too vulgar. But side <laughs> note. Yeah. The more vulgar they are, the better. That caveat so, uh, is definitely even if you don't... needed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's everything. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on another episode of Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. See ya.